So hey everyone, welcome to PTSD TV. My name is Kayleen and I am a PTSD recovery coach. Today we are talking about the five love languages by Gary Chapman. So this is a cool book. It was important in our recovery, especially within our relationship. So that's what we're gonna be talking about today. Today's episode of PTSD TV is sponsored by Broken to Unbreakable, which is my PTSD and CPTSD recovery program. So like I said before, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Kayleen. I'm a PTSD and CPTSD recovery coach. I help coach people all around the world and help them overcome their own PTSD and CPTSD because I had my own CPTSD for more than <laughs> 15 years. And that is a mouthful. That is a and mouthful. this <laughs> lovely man to my right here is. Brad Shipke, I'm lucky enough to be Kayleen Wright's significant other. And I'm very excited to be here today and talk about the five love languages five love languages because it did have a pretty good impact on our life i remember the first time that i read it and and it was really eye-opening so i'm excited to jump into this i hope it helps you guys and um yeah, let's, let's That's what dive we'll on we in. We will jump in. So what we're going to be talking about today, of course, are the five language, lo, the five love languages and what they are. We're going to be doing that all episode. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to be talking about knowing your primary love languages for, it doesn't matter if you're solo or in a partnership here. This is a really kind of important concept for you to know yourself. And then of course, you know, down the road, or if you are in a partnership to know your partner as well. So mm -hmm. we're going to be talking about knowing your primary love languages. And then we're going to be sharing our love languages and how that affects kind of our relationship and then of course as always we're going to be giving you an action to take and this is something mm -hmm. you know we're going to give you a cute action to take and then we're going to give you an action to take for those of you who are in a relationship it's very effective i will tell you it is something that i've invented and it is incredible so, so you can get excited so get for excited that. for that and it's gonna blow your mind so without further ado, Brad, what are the five love languages? So the five love languages, I'm going to read them off the back of the book. I don't have them memorized. Is quality time spent with your partner, words of affirmation to your partner, gifts, so like physical gifts, um, acts of service, and then physical touch. So we can kind of go through each one and kind of explain it a little bit more so you get a um, better grasp on what it's about. Um, so the first one is quality time, and that really is, that's pretty self-explanatory, right? So like, Real time, not in front of the TV where you're connecting with somebody. You have like real conversations. Um, the next one is words of affirmation, you know, saying nice things like Kayleen does this to me all the time. She's like, oh, you're so you're so nice. Or you did such a great you're such a great job. She's the best cheerleader. <laughs> she cheers me on for everything, every little thing. And it's amazing. The next one is gifts. So like gifts, like gift giving, like I give give Kayleen like this this nice pen over here it's a nice gift for her I'll keep it forever um acts of service so like doing the dishes for somebody washing their car vacuuming their room put, folding the their clothes opening the door for them and physical touch which is can be anything and, you know it can be kind of you know whatever or it can just be cuddling I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's non-sexual actually uh, oh okay in the description of the book so it's, it's a it's a non-sexual it's more of just like a like a closeness like a physical closeness okay so whether that's holding hands or you know kissing or being real near each other um, cuddling stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, for our purposes here yeah so those are the five love languages and the idea behind that is that um, there's every person has a primary love language so out of these five everybody has one primary where they receive the love the most and it gets kind of confusing when you have two people in a, a relationship who have two different love languages which is very very common so like me um my my um primary love language is 
um, words of affirmation, which I didn't really know. It's kind of something that we discovered. And Kayleen's is like physical touch. Like she loves to cuddle. She loves hugs, warm hugs. And um, a lot of the, a lot of times what happens is like um, one partner will assume that the other partner receives love in the same way that they do. So it would be like me going to Kayleen, going to you and be like just telling you how great you are all the time and whatever, whatever, whatever. But that's not the way that she accepts love the most, right? So I think like, like all of us, can accept like you, you it's not like a hundred percent your primary love language isn't like a hundred percent it could be like okay 50 i get 50 percent of my love through this and then like you know whatever the remainder of the percentage 60 percent through this primary and then 10 percent through the rest of them so like it's not like the other ones are like nothing but like the primary ones like if you hit that like they that's when you feel like the most loved and the most like accepted from the other person and that's where a lot of conflict can happen right yeah definitely i i it's a really interesting concept because without kind of knowing the love languages you accept love like m most it's it's kind of a weird thing to try to explain but like i like accept love i feel the most loved like physical touch being like just near each other being mm -hmm. close to each other and brad feels the most loved with words of affirmation so that's when he just feels like so loved like more than anything in the world he feels love and so without brad knowing that that's his love language that's what he's going to reciprocate to me so he's going to give me tons of words of affirmations and while i might like them and okay yeah they make me feel loved like what i really need is to be close and to cuddle and to hold hands and like to be to be near each other so that's i think really important is without knowing your love languages mm -hmm. what's happening is you're, you kind of subconsciously assume that the other person has that love language. Right, so, right. So you might be like, I am trying so hard to love you. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I tell you how great you are every single day, like a hundred times right a day. And it's like, and, but all that I want is like, yeah, but we never cuddle. We only cuddle like once a week. Mm -hmm. And because it's not something that the other person is thinking of. So like, right. I am someone like, like I'm not a huge gift person like, when it comes to Brad. Like I love him and I love everything that <laughs> he does. She's a very simple gift. I'm a like, just person. like a little flower. like just lights me up. But like, you know, in regards to like friendships and, and family and like, I'm not a huge gift person. Mm -hmm. I don't particularly enjoy receiving gifts and I don't particularly enjoy giving gifts. And that sounds a little bit strange, but like I couldn't care less about gifts. What I want is to give people love and not necessarily like physical touch, but I want to spend time with them. I want to create memories with them. I want mm -hmm. to, you know, make them feel good and, and be with them really. And so like when I accept a gift and, you know, I, I do my best to like to love it and accept it, but I don't give gifts back. So a lot of times like <laughs> people who are gift givers, you know, they just, they like give gifts and like, they want to receive gifts back, you right, know, and, and right. not in a selfish way, just like that's how they express love. And right. I remember um, I had a roommate in college and, and her dad was amazing at Christmas. And I always thought gifts were very superficial. Mm. And her dad told me, like, gifts are a great way to show someone that you've been paying attention. So getting someone a gift based on their interest, like a very specific gift, not just like a, a weird, you know, checkout line Walmart gift, like a really thoughtful <laughs> gift. And it kind of changed my perspective on gifts and gift gift givers and gift mm -hmm. receiving. But that is, is 
absolutely not something that I am good at. <laughs> it is not something I enjoy doing, right? So Or would even care about. Or care about. I don't, like, I yeah. genuinely don't care about it. So, like, you know, if I never got another gift again, I would be fine. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> She's actually um, like, don't give me gifts. I'm the same yeah, way. Yeah, please. Like, please, like, don't like, give like, me gifts. I don't want anything. I don't want to try to enjoy this. Just like, <laughs> um, so, so it really does come into play a lot. And especially when you're within a relationship, it can be challenging. If one person is, is such a gift giver and someone like me is just like, like stop giving me gifts, just spend time with me. But yeah, that's the, how yeah. the other person expresses their love. It gets challenging because you're, you're like on the same, you're on the same coin and you're on different sides, right? So like you so badly are trying to express love to each other, but you're just kind of miscommunicating within your like love language. So that's why it's important to kind of, to know your primary love language and then to understand your partner's primary love language. Yeah. Because like words of affirmation is not something that I, I naturally, I guess not, not super. I, I like make a point to to do words of affirmation. And it's a habit yeah, I've built yeah. up over the years after kind of learning this, uh, you know, cause usually what I would do to show love is just like jump on Brad's back and just like snuggle with him. And I would be like, and he'd be like, okay, Oh, just give me a little room. Just, I need just a little space. Um, <laughs> and that would really hurt me. Right. And so, because mine was physical, right, like, but I'm giving you all this love. Why are you accepting it? Right. So it's not like That's something not I... that we, I would naturally do. Right. Like I would naturally affirm and like, you're awesome. and I love you. But, but there are moments where like there are opportunities for me to make him feel really loved that yeah. now I can take advantage of because now I know. And now I know when he's giving me words of affirmation that he's expressing his love to me in like mm -hmm. a really deep way. And that's right. that's the way that right. he's expressing it, even even if it doesn't necessarily like hit my heart, like always in the most perfect, amazing way. I, I know now because I know his love language right. that that is what he's expressing to me and, right, and it right. means a lot more just having the awareness of it so it's a really really interesting concept well it's incredible because it's all about knowing your partner and we talked about this a few weeks ago with um the personality tests and really getting to know the other side of your partner and this is just like kind of another dimension another level of it where like you could have a partner that just does like everything for you like your primary love language could be like physical touch or whatever quality time we'll do something new your 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 um love language primary love language is quality time but your partner you're like and like your partner doesn't spend any time with you right and you're like why why don't they love me why don't they care about me because you're interpreting you're assuming that their primary love language is quality time as well and then you're interpreting them as not loving you because they're not giving you quality time but their primary love language is acts of service so you know they're out there washing your car you know sweeping up the house making you lunch, whatever, doing all these Working things to make you money, to take you on vacations or yeah. And, and, and that's the way that they receive love. And then in their mind, in your partner's mind, they're like, why isn't she happy? I'm doing all this stuff for her. And like, I, I'm, I'm trying so hard. And then you just have, it's because you don't understand the other side, the other side of the coin, the other perspective well enough to know that this person really does love you. They're just not showing you love in the way that you accept love or the way that you accept love the most, but they're really trying to show you that love. And a lot of times that's where a lot of people get mixed up. And that's why it's so important that like the important thing isn't knowing like the five love languages. The important thing is knowing your partner and knowing what's really going on in their mind. And this is like a, just a good framework to kind of dissect what your partner is doing and really see how they show love and accept love. And it's, it's, it's a great framework. You know, it opens the conversation, opens like, 
I'm sure you can reflect right now on your partner. And here's another thing too. Like if you don't have a partner, like you can take this to the next level with all relationships, every relationship yeah, that you this care about. It's like, have to be romantic. you love like your friends, you love your family, all your family. It's a different type of love, but it's all love. And like, you want to be able to show love to the people that you love and the way that they accept love, <laughs> you know? So like whatever you have kids, you have, you have a best friend and you know, they may love spending quality time, but you'd love just like, I guess maybe physical touch isn't the right one. No, physical touch is still fine. I mean, you can still be close with your friends. I guess, like, yeah, you I can give them a hug, right? Like, like a physical touch in a lot of my relationships and like, including with like my parents, you know, like when I'm around my parents, like if we're out to dinner or something and I get up to do something, I'll like go behind my dad and like, like hug him like behind while he's like sitting at a meal. Yeah. And so it's like still physical touch. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like romantic. That's true. And I have a best friend. Um, well actually a lot of my best friends like physical touch, but, um, I have a best friend from, from home or from where I grew up and he is also not a gift giver and it's the perfect relationship because <laughs> neither of us care, care for gifts. Um, so, so you can apply it to your friends and to your family and some friends like that, you, you know, they just want to like sit close by and like talk and experience and they want the quality time. Some friends love the acts of service or the mm -hmm. words of affirmation. You just call them up and like, Hey, I was just thinking about how great you are. And you know, you're, you're a really special person and you're doing really awesome things in the world. And it would just like, it would just light them up and they would just like melt because they felt so loved. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic. And I think that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Another hard point, this kind of brought, brought, I was just in my own mind as you were saying all those things. Um, like the children parent relationship is really important with these things as well. Um, but it's hard sometimes to accept love from somebody else. Um, and I, that's something that I struggled with and that I had to really work on with Kayleen because you know, there was part of me, like mine was words of affirmation. Um, but there's part of me that didn't believe what other people were saying. So I had to do a lot of internal work to mm -hmm. accept it and to, to, you know, really trust Kayleen that she was, <laughs> I mean, not like, not that she's a bad person, but to really trust and believe that what she was saying was true and then to believe it myself. And that was a really hard thing. Um, but that's another, another side of it is like learning to accept the love. And I, I don't know if a lot of other, other, other of you guys have that same problem, but it was a big problem with me just being able to accept other people's love. And that's something just to, you know, keep your eye out for and, and work for. And it's, it's something just about like, you have to be aware about, but no, like, this a is really a moment that I need to, I need to accept this. You know, Kayleen would tell me that she loves me and that I'm an amazing person, but like in my head, I'm like, no, I'm not like, I'm, I'm bad for all this, 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 and this. I did all these things wrong and I'm a terrible person and I wouldn't accept her love. And it was a really hard thing. It was a really hard thing for me to kind of confront and, and overcome. And I'm happy to say that I, I was able to do that, but um, definitely something to be aware of. That's a great Just point. I'm it. glad that you brought that up. Yeah. Because that was something when you were giving me words of affirmation at first in our relationship was a challenge for me as well. Because it's weird for someone to be like, like your number one fan and just be like, <laughs> you are so awesome and so yeah. amazing and like so great. Yeah. And you're like, you have such a cool soul and amazing vibe and like say all these things. You have better language than I do, but say all <laughs> these like nice things about you and for you to be like, what? Like what? 
you know, because a lot of times we're really harsh on ourselves, and this, you know, comes along within the healing journey. You do a lot of kind of self-healing, um, but I'm glad that you brought that up because it's, it's weird at first for someone. And I always say to Brad, like, I wish you could see you through my eyes because you mm-hmm. would see a totally different person than the person that you are, like, yeah. in your head and in your own eyes. And that's that's true for kind of kind of everyone. Everyone's so hard on themselves. And so you have to learn yeah. how to love yourself and accept those things. And I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up because that, that's a great point. Yeah. That's amazing. And I really appreciate that. And, and that's, I mean, that's the beauty of having someone there who can see you for who you really are and see beyond, see through all the, all the pain, all the anger, everything that you're going through. Um, and I was able to do that for Kayleen and then she was able to, you know, reciprocate that back for me. Um, and that's why we're also here for you guys is because we know, we know we've both been to that dark point and we've been to that point where we hated ourselves and, you know, like gotten to points where we wanted to end everything. And we were lucky enough to have each other to show us that, Hey, like you're not a bad person. You're just really, really hurt. It's like, you're a really, really good person. You're just really, really hurt. And all these emotions that are coming up have nothing to do with you as a, as like you, as a person, as you, as your core being, you're just really hurt. And this is the byproduct of being hurt and being in so much pain. So that's what we want to show to you is that you are not a bad person. You know, that was an important part for us, but we like, we, we say that to you. It's like, you don't need somebody in a lot of cases, having somebody in your life makes it a lot harder (laughs) to be perfectly honest. It makes it a heck of a lot harder to go through this and heal. Um, because it just brings in a lot more complexity to it. Um, but we want to tell you that you are a good person, that you are just being covered up by so much pain. You've been through so much and deep in your core, we know that you're a good person. And I know that you know you're a good person too, um, but you've just gone through so much. You're in so much pain. All the things that you're feeling, all the things that you're doing, you're not a failure. You're not, there's nothing wrong with you. You just gotta, you gotta heal those parts of you that have been hurt really, really badly. And then you'll, you'll get to see, I promise you that you'll get to see that person that you haven't seen in a long time or that you might have never seen before, but we know it's there. And that's why we're doing all of this. That was really touching. (laughs) Honestly, that was so well said. Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. So, uh, see, that's his love language. That's what he's given to you all, right? That's what I'm good at. (laughs) Um, So, you know, that's kind of what we have. You know, this is, it's an amazing book. It's a great read. It's a great listen. If you're an audiobook person, um, yeah, it's a great audiobook. It's really cohesive. It's it's good to bring to your relationship. It's it's great to both listen to. Mm-hmm. It was definitely a growth point for us. Yeah, it's 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 a great book. It's like like I've gone through quite a bit of relationship books, and like a lot of them are like they have like pieces that are good, but then there's other ones that are like you can't really do this, or like there's things that you just have to accept that you can't really work on and fix, and they're just not 100 percent accurate. But for the most part. Um, this book was, I, I didn't really have too many objections at all with it. Like it was all very straightforward and it all made a lot of sense and brought a lot of awareness to a lot of things. So I would highly recommend it. It'll go a lot deeper into what we're talking to today. I love the audiobook version. Um, but one thing that we kind of missed, it was, you need to know, maybe we didn't miss this, but what, ask yourself, I always like asking you guys questions. What is your primary love language? What is the way that you accept love the most? And what is your partner's? primary love language. Just take some time and really think about that. 
right now and after the podcast throughout your day when you're interacting with your partner you'll see them doing certain things for you with you whatever or your family family members whatever people in your life you'll see them doing certain things for you and like you'll just notice just become more aware of you know how they accept love how they react when you do do certain things and how they give love to other people because oftentimes when people people give love in the way that they receive love and they just don't understand that you know people accept and receive love in different ways so be aware of that as you go through your life go through your week everything or something fun i did this once i was trying to figure out a family member's love language and it was like a holiday or something i think it was my mom for mother's day and i was like what like i can't figure out her love language like what is it and so i was like okay i know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do all five on mother's day and then i'm i'm just gonna watch and i'm gonna see what she reacts most <laughs> most positively to so i did all five you know so that's something what that was you can it? do too i don't remember oh. <laughs> it was it was hard to read her still Go, okay uh, i know i know so um <laughs> some people um, are hard to read some people are hard to read and you need to keep working at that so that's something i'm, I'm continuously working at yeah. um but that's uh that's a great point you know and ask yourself ask yourself right now what is the way you know when do you feel most loved and don't let yourself mm-hmm. say i don't know try to pick one of these kind of categories you know quality time words of affirmation gifts acts of service or physical touch and think about it and don't let yourself back out of this how do you feel most loved now yeah. it might be tough like it's tough to read my mom it might be tough to read your partner just kind of thinking about it you know you can go and ask them you know, later that's on. the best way, right? That's the best way to find out <laughs> and, 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 you know, either show them the podcast or the book and then have them do the same exercise and say, okay, like, how do you feel most loved? And try to put it into one of the categories because it's, it's 99% likely that it fits into one of these categories. Mm-hmm. And then it's something you can work on. It's like a building block that you can work on. Yeah, absolutely. And now I'm going to go into the action that I have invented based on, <laughs> sorry, this book. Um, and I call it the morning five by five. So we used to wake up at 4.30 every morning and do our morning routine and stuff like that. And my goal was to do all five love languages <laughs> before 5 a.m. And I was successful. He was successful. Yep. Every day. And, and now we wake up at five, so I don't do it anymore. We, yeah, we, so it's five by five, oh five. <laughs> um, no, this was, this was fun because- But it was a fun game. It was like, oh, I gotta do my morning, I didn't even say that. I'd be like, doing my morning five by five kiss her on the cheek, give her a hug, like do her you know, dishes in g- the morning, give me coffee, give her coffee. And like, then, nope, nope. Here, 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 uh, here's your coffee. There you go. Here, there you go. And he gift, gift or, or acts of service, whatever. And he would run outside, would, like, grab a flower, name them all out or, or yep. like a rock from our driveway or something. Right. And it was really sweet. And it was just kind yeah. of a fun, it was a fun game, silly kind of game that yeah. we did because I mean, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be like, like when Brad gives me gifts and he gives me a little flower or something, it just, it means a lot to me, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm, I don't, I just don't like, like don't. Kayleen's kind of an anomaly. She is kind of, that's why I invented the five by five in the first place is because like, what? Is it seems like language? she has five primary love languages, but really, <laughs> at least for me, really it's physical touch. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really for him. I just love, I love when you do anything. <laughs> I just, I love being around you. I love yeah. quality time with you. I love when you affirm me. I love when you give me flowers and I love, I love when you do the dishes. She's just full of love. I love when you do the dishes and, uh, you know, clean the house. Well, that's not going to happen. That's why I'm, I'm just trying to fish for, for you to do more cleaning. <laughs> actually, it's acts of service. I actually so, do it. So. Those partners out there, just say it's acts of service so they clean the house. 
No, I'm just kidding. There you go. That's a, that's a good strategy. <laughs> I just love it when you just clean everything. It's just and like, I feel most loved when you do all the cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so the five by five Best was a fun advice. exercise and just a good way to, to kind of figure out too, because for a while I didn't know. Right. So like Brad was doing these things, I was doing these things and you know, it can take a while to like pinpoint, like it took me a while to be like, okay, no, it's, it's, it's physical touch. It's like when we're close to each other, that's mm-hmm. what it is. Cause yeah, I, I love getting flowers. So it was, it was kind of hard to pin, pin down for a while. So try, you know, try them all. Yeah. Um, and then the other action we have for you today, for those of you who are in relationships, Brad and I have put together a free case study on, you know, indicators that your relationship is in trouble and needs help and how to save your relationship from PTSD. So PTSD takes a lot of relationships. It almost took ours more times than we care to admit. Um, and 70% of PTSD relationships fail. And we want to work to change that number, right? And so we put together a free case study showing you how to save your relationship and, mm. and where to go and what direction you can kind of point yourselves in. And you can talk to either Brad or myself for doing consultations. So I, you know, I go through the video and then at the end I talk about how you can get on the phone with us and do a consultation to, to help your relationship mm-hmm. and, and coach with us. And it's an amazing experience and we love love. I love love more than she anything. She loves love. All I want is for everyone to feel loved and give love and 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 be love. And um, yeah, she didn't she didn't misspeak. She loves love. I love love. That's that's <laughs> the way it is. So um, so go and check that out if you're in a relationship. You can go to overcomingptsd.info/love. Overcomingptsd.info/love. We'll put the link below, and we'll also put the link uh, below to get Gary Chapman's book because it's a great book. Yeah, um, but yeah. go see that case study. Yeah. get your relationship pointed in the right direction. PTSD and relationships. We both had PTSD in our relationship, and gosh, man, it was so challenging. It was hard, especially when you have no direction. And relationships like, in nobody... general are hard. Like this book isn't specific to PTSD. This is just a general this, book on yeah. relationships. So relationships in general are hard. When you throw PTSD in there. Holy cow. Yeah. So we don't want anyone to feel that. So we don't want anyone to feel the holy cow. So that's what we have for you all today. It's kind of like holy cow every day forever until it's not. I don't know where I was going with that. Until it's not. Actually, and, and you know, we recently, we were just kind of sitting on the couch together and we were just kind of looking at each other and something just kind of like clicked in my mind. And, you know, we've been you know, we struggled for a long time and years ago. And now what we do is help people. And, you know, life seems to kind of happen so fast. And it kind of paused in that moment. And like time paused for me. And I was just looking at him and I was just remembering all the pain for just a second. And I was like, holy cow, we did it. Mm -hmm. Like, we just get to be happy. We just get to love each other. I was remembering all the pain. And every time I looked into his eyes and thought it was over and like, just was crushed by everything he was feeling and I was feeling. And, and I just looked into his eyes, you know, the other night Mm -hmm. and just like, I was just like, we did it. Like we made it, we did it. So it it is possible. And like, it just, it happens faster than you think. And then life just happens faster than you think. Yeah. Yeah. um, And that's what it really is. Like you can just, just be happy with nothing else, nothing else pulling you apart, pulling you down, breaking you apart. You can, you can just be happy. You just live your life and yeah. be in love and love and spread love. And, and it's possible. And like, we're, we're going to be those people who tell you that you can do it. And we're going to push you to that point so that you can actually do it. Um, cause there's a lot, there's a lot of negative inputs within the community saying you can't do it, but you can absolutely do it. We've done it. Um, and we've, we've known countless other people who've done it too. 
Yeah. So it is possible. We're here for you. We believe in you. Each and every one of you, relationship or not, we believe in you. We're here for you. We love you. We know that you can do this. We're not extraordinary people. We are just normal people who have done it and, and now are giving back and reaching out a hand mm -hmm. uh, with all this information and all these resources. If you take action, things will get better. So <laughs> go and check out that case study. If you study. saw us five years ago, you wouldn't think that we were extraordinary. Yeah, you would think we're... You'd be like, these guys are just screwed. These guys will never make it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so that's what I have for you today. Do you have any final words? No, that's it. Okay, so we love you. We're here for you. We believe in you. Thank you for attending our episode of our PTSD book club and we will see you all soon. See you later. Bye-bye.